This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Do you want to set your child up for success? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Well, I know with Eleanor, when she was struggling so much with math, if she had been able to do online learning at home, she would have been much better able to keep up with the class, and that would have just made the whole situation much easier for her. Don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And half your listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com happier. Visit IXL.com happier to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast about how to be happier. And sometimes to be happier, we'd like to indulge some fantasy. And for this special bonus episode, we'll talk about the terrific new Fox TV show, Fantasy Island. We're celebrating the launch of this new show that Elizabeth has worked so hard on. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and joining me today from L.A. is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft, my sister, the showrunner. (laughs) That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and yes, Gretchen, it finally launched. (laughs) Seemed like this day would never come. (laughs) I know, and yet it also seemed to come so fast because we had to do the show very fast. So, um, but it was really exciting. Well, there's so many questions. So congratulations. You've been getting so much buzz on the show. It's gotten such great reviews. Um, You personally have gotten interviewed and talked about a lot, which is so exciting. Our listeners are super curious. I'm super curious. So we wanted to do this bonus episode where we could really get into it. So we will start with my questions, and then we'll open it up to the audience questions because there are so many. Great. And thank you, everyone, for all of the awesome questions. And also, Gretchen, I should say, I will just speak on behalf of Sarah Fain, my co-showrunner, yes. um, writing yes. partner, and co-host yeah. of Happier yes. in Hollywood, where, yeah. if anyone wants to know, we've talked all about every single step of developing Fantasy Island. Um, so if you're interested, do go to Happier in Hollywood and listen to the last year of uh, episodes. Yeah, I found those so fascinating. Okay, so Elizabeth, for people who are not deep into, mm-hmm. um, you know, what is Fantasy Island, give everybody an overview of, of what is the show, Fantasy Island. Okay, well, it's based on a very iconic 1970s yes. show called Fantasy Island. Yes. 
And in the show, guests come to Fantasy Island and the guardian of the island, who in our version is named Elena Rourke, she grants guests fantasies But oftentimes, instead of getting what they want, they get what they need. So we always Mm. have a a simple, visceral human need um, that we twist and turn into a compelling story with usually a very emotional, often cathartic ending um, that leaves the guests transformed. And then in addition to the guests, we also follow the lives of our island team. Right. So it's a mixture of anthology and serialized. So you took this iconic show that everyone has remembered from the 1970s and kind of reimagined it and and brought it up to speed. Yes. And it starred Ricardo Montalban, who it's probably one of the most famous television roles of all time, Mr. Rock. And he had a number two named Tattoo. um, And they're a very famous duo. Um, yeah. And so we hope that our Ms. Rourke will end up as iconic as Mr. Rourke was. Oh, we absolutely. think she already is. Yes, yes. So much to talk about. Okay, so first let's start with the music. So we let in as a special treat, not with our uh, main theme music, but with the theme music for the show, the main title for, for the new Fantasy Island. So how, what's that process like of identifying the music and the sound of the show? Well, Sarah and I knew from day one that we wanted it to be um, a reimagining of the original main title because it mm. is so recognizable. And I remember as a kid watching um, the mm, the yeah. opening of the show and the plane flying over the waterfall and that music going and your heart would really be pumping with anticipation. Yes. What's going to happen this week on Fantasy yes. Island? So we really wanted to evoke that same feeling. And mm-hmm. our um, composer, Genevieve Vincent... She just did, you know, many, many versions, many drafts of the music um, until she found something that we all agreed both was a beautiful nod to the original and really contemporized it for Mm -hmm. today's audience. Um, Gretchen, fun fact, our director of the first two episodes, Adam Kane, his father was one of the original um, composers on Fantasy <gasps> Island. He did oh music gosh. for the original. Yes. If you start working on Fantasy Island, you realize many people's family members had something to do with the original. So it's fun. Oh, my gosh. Now, so does it have a name? Uh, no. We thought about it. Gretchen, we thought a lot about it, and we ended up naming it Main Titles. <laughs> now... Because this probably will make people want to listen to the original theme song, we will play that later in the episode. Yes. So stay tuned if you want to hear the original version so that you can, pair, you can compare the new main title to the original main title. So, Elizabeth, how did you come to be attached to this project of Fantasy Island? Was it, you know, how, how did it come to be? We were actually approached by Sony, um, a division of Sony called Gemstone, um, about doing it. They knew that Fox was really interested in reimagining the property. And uh, Sarah and I were such fans, like I said, as mm. kids, that yeah. we were really drawn to it. And, you know, we, we spent several days sort of pondering whether we wanted to take it on because it can be a risky proposition, you know, taking yeah. on a very beloved title. It's been tried yeah. before and not worked either time With it Fantasy was tried. Island. Fantasy Island, yes, has been done before, redone before. But, you know, just we kept finding ourselves talking about it. And we said, okay, well, yeah. if we like this enough to keep talking yeah. about it, 
we should do it. And so, um, and that began our journey. The premise is so strong yes. that you can go to a magical place where your dreams can come true, yes. but that your dreams somehow there's some kind of irony or there's some kind of unexpected turn. I just feel like sign me up. I want that for the rest of my life. Yes. Now we could do 200 episodes of the show for sure, which is a really appealing thing. I mean, I always say I don't want to do a show unless I know I can come up with a lot of A stories for yes, it because yes, that's yeah. kind of a big part of my job. And Fantasy Island is one where I can come up with a lot of A stories. So that was very appealing. And you say, okay, Mr. Work was iconic, but your your work, um, Rosalind Sanchez, is amazing. She's phenomenal. I mean, Sarah and I are just so grateful that she <laughs> is playing Elena Rourke. I mean, we talk yeah. about it at least once a day. Like, how did we get so lucky? It's oh your fantasy. God. Your fantasy is having a great yes. star. I mean, truly, we got so lucky. Yeah. And Gretchen, I had to laugh when we cast Rosalind because, you know, you are always saying to me about Jack's school that there's, yeah. for everything one needs in life, there's always... Yeah. Someone, a parent at Jack's school can fit the bill. No, you're constantly like, oh, oh, a parent at Jack's school does that. It's like yes. Chuck Reed. Guess yes. where? Guess who has a child at Jack's school? Yes. Chuck Reed. Yes. No, it's literally every time it comes up, I'm like, oh, you know, this person's a parent at Jack's school. Well, I mean, sure enough, Rosalind is a parent at Jack's school. Not in his that grade. Is crazy. But right. I had already known she was a parent, and I had seen her on campus before. Um, oh, so once again, everything is funneled through Jack's school, Grudge. But it's also funny to me how, like, how in your imagination, Sarah's imagination, all the writers and directors' imaginations, you know, your sister-in-law, who I have met, Olivia Fierro, explain how she... Um, her influence on the first episode, which anybody who watched it will, I mean, this is an amazing story and it comes from the depths of Olivia's experience. Yeah, so well, it's just funny, Gretchen, because when we initially pitched the show, of course, we pitched a bunch of fantasies and one of them I said, you know, this next one is inspired by my sister-in-law, Olivia, who is a morning show host in Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Beloved. Beloved, yes. And she has to look good, you know, on TV every day and has had to for, I think, 20 years or so. So, And that means getting up at 4.30 a.m., full makeup, full hair, looking gorgeous. Oh, 4.30 is late. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, I mean, getting up at like 2.30 sometimes. Oh, my gosh. Doing her makeup, always having a great outfit, having great jewelry. She keeps herself in amazing shape. She's very disciplined. Um, and she is the most happy, bubbly, fun-loving person but I yeah. was just sort of projecting onto her thinking like, oh, my God, like she must just want to eat because yeah. you know, she has to be so careful. And so we came up yeah. with this woman who we said was a morning show host in Phoenix, Arizona, whose fantasy is <laughs> to eat and eat and eat and not gain weight. And then that's where the similarity to Olivia ends, I must say. Yeah. she yeah. Olivia yeah. doesn't have anything else in common with Christine, yeah. right. our character, I should mention, played by Bellamy Young, yeah. who did such a fantastic job yes. with the role. Oh, my god! But yes, was it was so, so much fun to be able to just pitch like, well, this is Olivia. This is Olivia. And, yeah. 
you know, it resonates with people when you have a personal connection to a story with executives. Yes. And so I think yes. when we initially pitched that, it just resonated with them that it came from a real thing in my life. Yeah. And also it's something many people, male and female, yes. can relate to, yeah. including right. me, which is why I had the idea. Yeah. And Sarah. Yeah. Well, and by the way, just speaking of Olivia, random gold star, if you like podcasts about books, she's a book lover, reads yes. a ton, and she has a great podcast called Olivia's Book Club. So if you're looking for your hashtag read 21 and 21, she's a great place to get ideas because she has great taste. Yes. And she interviews amazing people, yeah. including one of my personal favorites, Jennifer Weiner, recently. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Elizabeth, another thing that's interesting about the show, it's, it's, set, it's set in Puerto Rico. That wasn't always set in stone. It was something that had to be figured out. Um, how did you guys go about figuring out the location? That's obvious. I mean, it's so important to the show. The show is yes. gorgeous. And the island is a, is growing to be a character. Like, we're getting very, very interested in the island. So that was a big decision. Yes. We knew it had to be somewhere gorgeous, somewhere with beaches and ocean. And yeah. really, we were deciding between Australia and Puerto Rico, Mm. And it, it was sort of back and forth. And then we realized, you know, with COVID and also yeah. with just sort of the recent history of Puerto Rico, um, I think we all like the idea of shooting there and sort of contributing to the economy of Puerto Rico. Yeah, because they've been hit by the hurricane. Yes, and, yeah. and the pandemic. Yeah. But so it made a lot of sense. And I will say they have great tax breaks for anyone looking to shoot something. Right. And I went on a location scout there and I was just blown away by how gorgeous yes. it was, especially coming as I had been home for a year. And then I'm like right. emerge onto the beach of Puerto Rico. And it really felt like, OK, this is Fantasy Island. And right. it had this great resort um, that we had access to the resort, all around the resort to shoot at. And so everything you see is real. I mean, it. I often think when I'm watching a cut, like this doesn't look real, but I know it is real. It's just <laughs> that gorgeous. It's just that gorgeous. Well, Elizabeth, I have to say, like, hearing you talk about making decisions, like, are we going to shoot in Puerto Rico? Like, what are the tax breaks like? And, you know, green screens. It, I, I have to say, even after all these years, just as your sister, it's amazing to me that you do something so big and at such scale. Like, just recently in my neighborhood, they were shooting, I mean, I felt such a brushful thing. They, are, they were shooting an episode of, you know, okay, speaking of reboots, they're doing the new Sex in the City TV for HBO, and it's called And Just Like That. And it was just like two doors down from my building, so it's right on my block. And I saw, you know, they've got these huge trucks signs everywhere, crew everywhere, people directing. You know, there was the COVID check-in where everybody had to, like, check in. There was yes. craft services. There was all this. And it was just cables everywhere. All the, the parking had to be moved. It was just this giant, giant undertaking that went on from, like, the day before until the next day. Lights. Yeah. Um, and I thought, wow, this is what Elizabeth does. Yes, I although it. I have to say, I do not manage any of those logistics. <laughs> I would not be able to actually set up a shoot myself, but I can walk on to, I can walk on there and know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. But we have well, many I, people who figure out all of that because it is, it takes about 200 people, you know, at least. Yeah. But if something goes wrong, it's, it's, it's your problem to fix. So I think that's, that's often true. Yes. <laughs> Now, so you mentioned they run this resort, and, and one thing that I loved hearing you guys talk about in Happier in Hollywood was this ongoing debate between you and Sarah about 
Was it good to live in a hotel while you were working frantically morning, noon, and night for weeks and weeks and weeks on end? With that, your you know you were without um, Adam and Jack. She had her daughter Violet with her. Or was that kind of a benefit or was that not a benefit? What did you think about being in a hotel? I mean, I love hotels and I love resorts. So I enjoyed that part of it. I also had a room. I posted a lot of pictures of it. Yes, Um, you can look at it. If anyone wants to see our pictures, I'm at Liz Craft and Sarah's at S. Fain on Instagram. We posted a lot of Puerto Rico pictures. Uh, but my hotel room was literally on the beach, and you and I was looking out at the ocean, the beach, and palm trees twenty four seven. So I really loved that. Mm-hmm. But what was it like though to be working when other people were having fun? Yeah, that really bothered Sarah. She she felt like this cognitive um, dissonance of of, mm. of that. I didn't mind it so much because I sort of felt like I got a little of their vacation vibe. Mm. But yeah, I also think curiously. that might be because I was alone, and so even though I missed Adam and Jack when I wasn't working for an hour, I could really relax. Whereas Sarah, mm-hmm. if she wasn't working for an hour, was on mom duty. So we were. At very yeah. different experiences. Yeah. But it is a weird feeling to be in our writer's room, which we were. We brought the writers there and have people literally walking past the the big wall of windows in bathing yeah. suits, you know, yeah. drinking, a bachelorette yeah. party going by yeah. with, you know, the yeah, girl yeah. in the veil. Yeah, yeah. And you're saying, so the act, back to the act two break. You know, it was yeah, odd, yeah. but it, yeah. that kind of made it uh, an adventure. Yeah. Oh, well, that's true. Okay, Gretch, coming up, I'm going to talk about how I manifested one of our Fantasy Island guest stars. But first, this break. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. 
Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. Okay, Elizabeth, you said you manifested a guest star, and I have to say, you do... You do have a pretty good record about manifesting. I've had <laughs> I've put in manifesting requests from you, like please manifest this for me. I um, know. And you you manifested Leslie Jordan. Yes, incomparable Leslie Jordan. We should just say we interviewed him in episode three twenty two. And like, do yourself a favor and go listen to Leslie yes. Jordan because no one is more fun to listen to. He's so delightful. What's funny, Gretchen, is I am one of the five million um, people who started following the actor Leslie Jordan during the pandemic. Yeah. He's a Southern yeah. actor who just started posting during the pandemic and everyone fell in love yeah. with him. He's like in his 60s. He's just got this air about him yes. that you just Joie smile to hear him talk. Yeah. <laughs> and very funny. And um, so uh, as soon as we were doing Fantasy Island, I loved the, the Fantasy Island. The original was known for having big guest stars. And uh, mm-hmm. we also wanted to have big guest stars. And I was just like, we're going to have Leslie Jordan. We have to have yeah. Leslie Jordan on this show. And then when you and I interviewed him, I like my first thing I said to him was, <laughs> I want to mention to you that I'm in Puerto Rico doing Fantasy Island and you are one of our dream guest stars. Yeah. And he was like, okay, well, I'm open to it. And Gretchen, what happened is I just kept pushing and pushing and talking to our um, casting director and Fox. Of course, everyone was very interested in having him. Yeah, it's just the logistics and everything. Yes, because he's, um, you know, such a big presence. And so we actually had to send him a write-up of a synopsis of his story to see if he was interested in doing it. Because, of course, he is in um, much demand right now. And um, he responded to it, and he said he wanted to do it. And what was fun is that we were really able to write for him. Mm. And the thing is, we were like, if this doesn't work out, we're in trouble, because we 100% wrote it for him, and nobody else mm. is like him. So we're like, who are yes. we going to get to play this part? He is if one Wesley of a kind. Jordan yes. doesn't happen. But yeah. he did happen, and he was so wonderful, Gretchen, when I met him, he had uh, read up on Sarah and me, knew about us growing up in Kansas City. And it turns oh. out he spent time in Kansas City uh, when he was really? a young actor. <laughs> so, I mean, he was just delightful. Oh, well, that's so fun that you could like make, again, like little things in your in your own experience coming to, coming to make this show better. You know, one other interesting tidbit about the Leslie Jordan episode is it's episode 108, um, and Adam wrote it. Adam Fierro, oh. my husband, oh, did wow. a freelance yes. episode, and that was his episode, the Leslie oh, Jordan really? episode. Yes. Well, okay, so you have to talk about what it was like to work with your husband like that. Yes, I was really nervous about it on many levels. Um, as you can mm. imagine, I was very yeah. hesitant about doing it just because I said to him, well, you're going to have to take notes for me. Like, you know, right, it's right. not like a wife, but like yeah, the yeah, showrunner. Yeah. But Adam and I have worked together before. We worked, um, mm. we met on yeah. The Shield, um, the FX yeah. show, The Shield. So I kn- obviously I know he's a great writer, but you know, it's just a weird dynamic. And then yeah, bringing him in with all of the writers, I didn't want them to feel weird about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
So you can just see the dynamics at play, but Sarah thought it would be fine, and Fox and Sony are fans of Adam's writing. Well, and she's worked with him, too. And Sarah has worked with him as well. Yes, that helped. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we said, well, let's just go for it. And it turned out to be really fun, and it was really nice because I was so ensconced in the show that it was yeah. really wonderful to have Adam be a part of it. Yeah. Just spending time together and just gave him an interest in it and kind of an investment in it. Yeah. So that was fun, but it did crack me up just seeing him with the other writers. You know, it yeah. was just funny, just yeah. different now that we've been married 13 years to see him in a room. So it was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Jamie and I worked together briefly at the Federal Communications Commission. And it is interesting because, like, you see them in context. Yeah. And kind of in a different context. But one thing that's nice is, like, Jamie and I have a lot of mutual friends from them. And I think it's because we sort of, like, got double bonding to people yeah. because we both worked with them. And so it, it does, um, but it, it, it does feel like it could be tricky. But, but, but yeah, it's, it's certainly interesting. Yes. <laughs> Well, you know, just speaking of managing relationships, I mean, one of the things that you, you had to do a lot of was just to manage the the inevitable conflict that happens when there's a lot of people doing a lot of work in a short amount of time and they all have their own separate responsibilities, which to them are the most important and they don't always pull together. How was that process? Yeah, well, you know what really helped me, Gretchen, is on mm. this sh- podcast, um, one of our listeners wrote in about the term cussing and discussing, which is when her boss would say at the beginning of a meeting where he knew that people were going to have really strong opinions and that those opinions Mm. weren't going to all, you know, match. Um, (laughs) And so it really helped me to sort of, I said at times to the director and Sarah and I both started saying this um, to producers like, Okay, this is one of those cussing and discussing times um, because we had a lot of, you know, it was a struggle, um, a challenge, the show at a very tight, tight schedule. So um, we were- You'd never done anything in such a compressed schedule. No, and neither had anyone on the show. Right. It's kind of unprecedented, really. Well, I- Isn't it? I mean, I don't know, but I I know that it was <laughs> fast. Yeah. Anyway, so we had just we had a lot of conflict, um, and so it very much helped to keep it light for me in my mind to think of it as cussing and discussing. Well, we always say that like a sense of humor is mm-hmm. like so so helpful. It's hard to remember to use a sense of humor, and if you have a phrase like that, it can kind of help you access that mindset. Yeah, I will say that many of us broke down crying at one point or another on this show. I can think of at least five people um, who had their moment. <laughs> it so, was hard, you know. <laughs> it happens. We got past it. Well, one of the things you wanted to do this year was to do a show. Another thing that you want to do, your one-word theme is butterfly. And speaking of challenges, you had a major butterfly thing you were going to do, and it didn't work out. Yes, I was going to be a social butterfly and host a real premiere party for Fantasy yeah. Island in our backyard. Chuck yeah. was going to do the tech. He was had yeah. all of it ready to go to show the premiere outside on a big screen. Uh, We're going to have the whole thing. And then due to the COVID variant, um, Sarah and I decided that we just couldn't do it. So that was a big disappointment. 
And Gretchen, um, in episode 222 of Happier in Hollywood, um, which is Mm. just out, Sarah and I have a long discussion about that decision um, and how we feel about it. So that was a real drag. But I have to put it in context with everything that's happened to so many people during this pandemic. Me not being able to have a party is probably, you know, not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. But it's one of those things where you're like, I was living up to my one word thing. Yes. I think you still get credit. Yeah, I think okay, you, you, you. you put all I the plans in credit. You tried, you tried, you tried. Okay, now we got to go to audience questions because people had so many fun questions. So Connie Ann said, did you rewatch any of the original episodes during the process? Oh, that's interesting. Yes, I didn't at first, but then I, Sarah and I just started talking about it and I realized that I could find them. And so I watched a bunch and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Some of our writers mm. really got into watching it, like mm. watched a lot of the old Fantasy Island. They'd come in the next day and talk about it. So that was really fun. <laughs> That's really fun. Okay. Anne had three sort of uh, lightning round questions. Okay. So one of the things, okay, so many people did write in about the evil donut bringer. There is literally an evil donut bringer. <laughs> yes. um, I will put a, a photo in the show notes for anyone who wants to see a shot of the guy holding out the luscious box of donuts. Yes. Was was that, what, did you feel like, okay, we have to actually show the evil donut bringer Absolutely. as an inside Absolutely, yes. Yes, <laughs> I did that for the, I mean, we've talked about it so much. And yes. Now, I mean, it had to fit the story, obviously. Yes. But um, yes. yes, that yes. was that, the, that was meant to delight uh, all yes. of our listeners. Oh, well, I, I mean, I laughed out loud when I saw that. Now, one of the most iconic things in the iconic show of Fantasy Island is when the number two tattoo says, the plane, the plane. Um, how did you guys think about that phrase? Yeah, we don't have that exact phrase in the pilot, but we do have the plane. The plane plays yes. a big part in the episode. In fact, um, when Fox sent out their press kits to reviewers, it included a big blow-up oh. raft plane, which is really great. Oh my gosh, that's so smart. So yes, the plane is definitely present in the series. And Anne's last question is, was the dragon roll Liz's choice? You know what, Gretch? I do not remember. I have no idea. Mm. This happens with Sarah and me all the time. We have no idea where things came from. And that's one that very likely could have been mine, but it could not have been mine. (laughs) That's funny. Sarah wrote, so cool to see how you modernized it from the original. When writing this show specifically, are you pulling content from real life? How do you decide what stories to play out? And is it just me or could Rosalind Sanchez and Sandra Bullock be sisters? I didn't realize who she was reminding me of until I saw that. She does look a little bit like Sandra Bullock. Yes, Sarah and I have have commented on on that uh, between us many times. Oh, that's interesting. Well, like, as I mentioned, the story in the pilot was somewhat inspired by my sister-in-law, Olivia. So we do pull things from our own lives. There's a story Mm. that features a woman um, who feels invisible. And Mm. that was very much inspired by one of our executives um, talking about a family member who was feeling invisible. So a Mm. lot of it just, this it requires a lot of conversation and it's a lot of interesting conversation because you're really talking about your visceral needs, as we say, and and what emotionally really resonates. So um, a lot of it comes from our lives. 
That's interesting. And then, Gretch, I have to mention one that comes straight from Sarah, who, you know, is an only parent. Um, we have a mom mm-hmm. whose fantasy is to rest. And that ah. came directly from Sarah Fain. <laughs> and many like, I know what I would there. want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vanessa said, do we need to have watched any of the original series in order to fully enjoy yours? I'm wondering about character storyline continuations, in-jokes, Easter eggs, etc. I am so excited to watch. Oh, thank you, Vanessa. You absolutely do not ever need to have seen the original. No, no. There are certain um, Easter eggs like Elena Rourke in our um, Fantasy Island wears a white suit Sometimes she also wears white dresses and lots of white outfits. But Mr. Rourke always wore a white suit. And he had a red Jeep and she has a red Jeep. So there are things Mm -hmm. like that. But you do not need to have seen the original whatsoever. And Amy asked, what is the best and the most challenging aspect of a distance location shoot? Uh, Good question. Well, the most challenging is definitely being away from family. Um, That's Mm -hmm. hard. For everyone. Yes. The best part of it is just being able to shoot things you could never shoot in Los Angeles. I mean, we just couldn't have gotten the show that we got here. Yeah. We had to go to a tropical island. Yeah. As beautiful as as California is. Yes, it's gorgeous, but not it's not right for this show. Um, And so the best part is really just being able to, as we like to say, point the camera and shoot. Yeah, that's a phrase that comes up again and again. Just point the camera Mm. and shoot. And that's really what we did. um, And it's all in the episodes. Yeah. Well, coming up, we have more listener questions. But first, this break. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Gretch, I love eating sandwiches like a grilled cheese or a peanut butter sandwich is my ideal lunch, but I'm very aware of my carb intake, so oftentimes I avoid sandwiches Luckily, Hero Bread has remade carby, empty-calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no-net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories. Plus, it has protein and fiber. I have been using it to make grilled cheeses, and I use their tortillas to make a cheese quesadilla, and I am in heaven. Hero Bread tastes great, has a terrific texture, and helps you meet your nutrition goals. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use happier at checkout. That's happier at H-E-R-O dot C-O. 
Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy for people or for dogs. We all know that. And kibble is subject to multiple rounds of high heat processing, making it an ultra-processed food. The farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. My dog, Barnaby, loves the farmer's dogs. When he sees me pulling one of those packets out, he comes running. It's personalized, vet-developed, and it has recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portion, ready-to-serve packs, and they're conveniently delivered on whatever schedule works for me. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. Okay, Elizabeth, more listener questions. Terry says, tell us more about the dog character. Everyone's favorite character, Mr. Jones is his name. (laughs) He is a golden retriever who's very sweet. His real name is Zeus in real life. It's so funny that they have actor names. Um, just yeah. like people. Um, so, yeah, Zeus is it was a, a great actor on the show. And he does, you know, return Mr. Jones. Mm-hmm. And he ends up playing a big role later in the season. You will get to know a lot more about Mr. Jones, mm. um, the Ooh. dog. And that's kind it's of intriguing. all I can say. Okay, well, stay tuned. Fred asked, is it easier to write a show where every episode features brand new stories and characters or one where the cast is the same and where there is an overall arc? You kind of have a little bit of both. Yes. Um, You know, there's easy, harder things and easier things about both. Um, What's nice about having um, what we call anthology, which is where there's a closed-ended story, is that you can work on multiple stories at once. Um, Mm -hmm. When it's serialized, it's really hard to move on to episode five when you don't know what four is. Uh On the other hand, you sort of have to reinvent the wheel every time when it's an anthology. You have to have a whole new character. Yes, you have to have people care about um, and follow their story and have a satisfying end to their story, you know, in one episode. So it really just depends. Um, it's kind of nice in this show, as you said, that we have both, um, kind of get Mm -hmm. the both best of both worlds there. Right. Larry said, did you try Mafungo in Puerto Rico? What other Puerto Rican food did you like? Yes, I did try Mafungo. Um, I am usually not an adventurous eater, but it's, Mm. Mafungo is ubiquitous in Puerto Rico, and it is delicious, Gretch. Mm. It's basically... What is it? What I think it is, is fried plantains that have been mashed and then put Mm. together with garlic and other things, and you often put a meat on top of it, so crab or chicken or many different kinds of fish Mm. and meats, Um, and it's delicious. When Adam and Jack came, um, like they, we ate it like two nights in a row because we ate it one night, and then everybody (laughs) was like, let's just have that again. Oh, that's so fun. Something else I love that is very um, present in Puerto Rico is guava. Mm, Guava pastries are delicious guava they have these things called guava sticks i don't know how to describe them but um guava is wonderful there's a lot of yummy food in puerto rico jill asks what has been the highlight of the fantasy island experience for you oh wow Probably, I have to say having such a great cast i mean ah. it's 
you know, we've I've I've loved all of our casts, but I think we also had to do this so fast that it seemed yeah. like how the heck is this going to come together so quickly? And it really came together, and I absolutely love our cast, and they elevate our material and. Uh, um, I feel like we could write anything and they would make it entertaining. Um, and they're all really wonderful people. So that's a highlight. And then also spending time in Puerto Rico. Even though it was hard, it was such a great adventure. Um, yeah. And that's what I love about our job is that, like, the adventure never ends. You know, it yeah. really yeah, yeah, is yeah. like a grand adventure. Yeah. That's why it's a fun job and you enjoy that's it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And that sense of adventure is something like I very much need in my life. Like I yeah. I need big things to happen. So I yeah. love that. Well, that's cool. Vanette, well, kind of on the other side of a big adventure, Vanessa says, how much sleep were you getting a night during the crazy busy time? Um, I, you know what, I got like seven hours of sleep, but it was often interrupted by me waking up with my stomach churning and worrying. So it's hard oh. to say. I was in bed for seven and a half hours, but some of that time I was spent worrying. Okay. And then Elizabeth, final question, big question also from an Elizabeth is how did you and Sarah get along during this process? Um, you know what, Gretchen? We got along so well. I think we had the least amount of conflict. It certainly seemed like hearing you talk about it on the phone, it always sounded like you were like pulling together as a team so well. Yes. And I, I do think like there's a few reasons for that. I mean, one, we were just so under the gun. We didn't have the option yeah. of not pulling together. We had to pull mm -hmm. together. And then yeah. also, you know, we've worked together so long now that we know each other so well yeah. that, like, if we can sense each other's moods and instead of, mm -hmm. like, pushing buttons, we can back mm -hmm. away and not push a button. Mm -hmm. um, right. And then also, and we talked about this on Happier in Hollywood, um, we we can let each other sort of break down and the other one can yeah. can be strong. And we right. allow each other to do, to do that, yeah. which I think makes us feel free to, um, I don't know, just do what we need to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, you feel like someone has your back. Yeah, that's it. Somebody has your back. And when you feel like somebody has your back, you feel that you can do anything. That's There's nothing so worse than not trusting someone. And Sarah and I have 100% trust. That is so important. Yes. Gosh. As do you and I, Gretch. As do you and I. Absolutely. So many questions. I know that as the, we may have to do another one, Elizabeth, because as the episodes <laughs> yes. air, I think people are going to have more specific questions coming out of all of the different episodes. So maybe we'll do another bonus episode of Fantasy Island, like for the season finale. I love that. It is my favorite topic of conversation. And I think Adam <laughs> and Jack are sick of hearing about it. <laughs> okay. You could, well, well, yeah, you could take it to us. The resources for this week, if you're interested in the four tendencies, amazingly, we did, we got through a whole episode without talking about the four tendencies. You can check out my new and improved four tendencies hub. I will put a link in the show notes or you can go to GretchenRubin.com slash four tendencies. If you want to brush up on your four tendencies knowledge, I have all sorts of great resources there. And speaking of things that are newly redesigned, I have newly redesigned my newsletter. I have a weekly newsletter where I send out five things that are making me happier. I ask readers and listeners questions. I share links to new blog posts and listicles and quotations and all kinds of updates. 
You can join this free weekly newsletter, which is new and improved, at GretchenRubin.com slash newsletter. And that is it for this bonus episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Watch Fantasy Island Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Fox. And we promised we were going to play the original Fantasy (laughs) Island theme music. Here it is. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter, at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like the show, and by the show I mean Happier with Gretchen Rubin or Fantasy Island, please be sure to tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best way to get the word out. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward. Gretch, if we do another Fantasy Island bonus episode, we should talk about the tendencies of the characters. Yeah. Once you've seen the episodes, you can have an opinion on their tendencies. Oh. From the Onward Project.